I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. It's Dean Jackson and Joe Polish, uh, and I'm in a car right now. Well, really an SUV. Joe Polish in a car. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, exactly. And um, uh, by the way, you know, it's been a long time, Dean. I don't know if me and you have ever done an I Love Marketing episode while one of us or either both of us are driving, but figured why not? Now, we did the, um, we did the car cast. We did the, the postcard episode when we were driving from uh, my house to Strategic Coach one time. We did a whole episode in the car, but I think this is the only time we've done it where I'm in the studio, so to speak, and you're, uh, you're on the road. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so well, what we'll have to do here, I'm driving from uh, Palm Desert to Phoenix, and um, yeah. you know it's about a four-hour drive, and so I have a... I have a, range, a new Range Rover Sport that I bought, and I How do you like that? figured, yeah, you know, it's good. It's a it's an expensive, overpriced SUV that has a lot of bells and whistles. Um, exactly. It, yeah, it's cool. And uh, basically, um, I I worked out with JJ Virgin this morning uh, in Palm Desert. She lives out there, and she's the author of the Virgin Diet. Uh, just really super yeah. sharp. Um, person in areas of exercise, nutrition, you know, New York Times bestseller, very good marketer, part of my 25K group, you know JJ, JJ's awesome, and she was uh, like the health um, the health gal on uh, Dr. Phil uh, for a couple of years, and um, yeah, she's, she's awesome, and so we had a great workout, and um, yeah, good, good discussion on marketing. And so I'm driving back, and I just want to warn you and everybody right now that there's an area where you actually drive through mountains and you don't get cell reception, but I'm recording my voice on a Olympus, uh, you know, little digital recorder. That's the smallest, easiest way for me to do this. So me and Dean are talking on the phone, but we're both using separate recordings, so I'm doing that so we can have... Not that that's going to drown out the, you know, the the driving noise completely, but hopefully it'll be a better quality uh, recording. And well, that new silent Range Rover. We'll see how silent it actually is. Yeah, well, I'm still hearing some things through the window. So, yeah. Do you want so, to something funny? So one time when Frank Kern first got his Rolls Royce, the first Rolls Royce that he got, I, you remember that famous David Ogilvy ad? That was uh, at 60 miles per hour. The loudest noise in the new Rolls Royce is the sound of the electric clock. Right. Do you remember seeing that David Ogilvy ad? Okay. Well, I texted Frank one time. He texted me a picture of it when he first got it. I texted him back. I said, is it true that the loudest noise is the sound of the electric clock? And he said, typically, the loudest noise is Jay-Z. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. He's never had it silent enough to, to know whether the loudest noise is the clock. Well, you got to wonder if they have digital clocks anymore and it like, ticking away, but, you know. I think that's so funny, though. It is. It is. Yeah, so uh, what's new with you? I mean, I've had a pretty So big... lots going on. I mean, this is... I, I can't remember the last time you and I, just you and I, did an episode together without a guest or, or you flying somewhere over the world to uh, record with somebody. Let's see, you've been, just in the last uh, month, you've been in Necker Island, you went to New York to interview Ariana Huffington and Russell Simmons. I was, we were both going to do the uh, Russell Simmons um interview on the phone and then you ended up going to New York so you were able to do it by video but uh, yeah it's been probably over a month since we've you and I've done an episode together it's just us yeah so here we go oh and, and by the way uh, I, we should probably say something about the episodes that have been put on I love marketing 
like the video interview I did with Ariana Huffington on her yeah. book Thrive, and then of course Russell Simmons' book uh, Success Through Stillness, because he's very big into uh, meditation, um, TM, which all transcendental meditation, which I am also, and uh, yoga, and so. Um, you know, someone, I remember someone made a comment on the Ariane interview saying, what does this have to do with marketing? And well, yeah, it's not a specific yeah. interview on marketing, but as me and you have done, we've put interviews on, I love marketing with, you know, Daniel Amen and with, uh, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman and Dean Ornish and all kinds of, you know, things related to, um, just being a better business owner, being a better human being, being more effective. And so my take is, yeah, I'm not asking Ariana or Russell specific questions about, you know, writing sales <laughs> letters or selecting a single yeah. target market. But So Russell, tell me, have you ever used a hip hop squeeze page? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, there's a lot to be derived from, um, those interviews that you can apply to your life, obviously, and, and going to the Ariana one, since, you know, uh, I'm helping her and have helped her tremendously with the uh, launch of her, her book, Thrive, um, there's a lot of things that have been done with her book, and, you know, utilizing marketing that never would have been done without, you know, me, and she had spoken at my uh, Genius Network annual event. Uh, in August 2012, she did a interview right. with Peter Diamandis, which is how I originally was introduced to Ariana. And then, uh, you know, I went to dinner uh, at her home after um, the 25K uh, annual event uh, in 2012 in New York. And she had a gathering there related to childhood obesity XPRIZE that Peter was discussing. And, you know, the guy from HBO that produced the you know, the big series and documentary on addiction and on weight loss in America and on a, on a bunch of stuff was there. And, uh, you know, Steve Crime from Startup, uh, Startup Health and Nadim, who, you know, started the, the company Basis with, the, you know, My Basis Band, which recently sold, um, that sort of stuff. You know, there's a whole group of, you know, 25 K people that were at the event and then a couple that came to the dinner. And, you know, so I got to meet Ariana and she's, you know, you know, she's, she's actually a very good marketer just in different ways in terms of how most people, you know, think of marketing, obviously having built Huffington Post. And so, and now of course I'm a blogger for Huffington Post. Uh, at the time we're doing this, you know, I love marketing episode. There's, uh, you know, four well, articles, you had three articles on there so far. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean, we could talk about certainly some of the stuff that, uh, you know, I've been doing with Ariana. Let's talk how, about the book. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about that because a lot of times, um, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of good lessons in that, in the approach that you're taking with helping her with the launch, you know, cause a lot of times, um, people don't get kind of an inside look, you know? Right. Well, so here's the thing, you know, it's, it's Ariana's 14th book. Um, she never thought she would do another book cause I haven't you know, talked to her in 2012. Hey, when are you going to do another book? She's like, I'm not going to write another book. And sure enough, you know, she writes another book. And then of course she, uh, contacts Peter, um, saying, Hey, you know, what did you do with abundance and all of the great marketing you did? And who was that great marketing person you were, uh, you know, who you had utilized not putting two and two together that it was me. And so Peter, of course, you know, sends an email to me and Ariana and say, well, Ariana, you already know Joe, but he's the one that pretty much headed up the uh, marketing of abundance. Um, and so me and Ariana set up a one hour call and I was finding out what she had in terms of assets and, and things that she was doing other than obviously, you know, Huffington Post and being a high profile, well-known, famous person, you know, what are some of the mechanisms that you have in place in terms of PR, in terms of strategy, in terms of mailings, you know, what's the end goal of this book? Are you trying to create a movement? Is it going to be a back-end thing? Is it just, you know, you wanting to, you know, share some of the things you so discovered? That's, in- a, so say that's a pretty valuable place to start like you know just thinking through what do you, what's the end result here what are you going to do with the book because a lot of times people just don't have a they just have this sense that i gotta write a new york times bestseller or i gotta you know how do i how do i write a bestseller right right but they don't really have a, a game plan for for the <laughs> for the book or what it's actually going to do for them you know 
Exactly, exactly. And, and even if they have sort of a game plan, they don't really know how are they going to, if the goal is simply money, uh, you know, how are they going to maximize it if the goal is to create a movement because it's going to build you know, a following that builds a whole nother business, you know, like a nutritional business or a seminar business or a consulting business or a, you know, like you take a, you know, a Tony Shea book, like delivering happiness, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's talking about, you know, his philosophies on happiness, but it's really a, a giant sales letter for Zappos and that Zappos delivers happiness to people. And so therefore, you know, I mean, you know, how do you, I, I think I'm saying you know a lot. It's it's hard to follow cars and not not violate Toastmaster rules of speaking, I guess. So there's a lot of different objectives. You know, why does Bill Gates write a book or Warren Buffy when they have all the money in the world? You know, there's other there's other things that they want to accomplish. And what Ariana really wanted to do was share her insights and discoveries because she had basically collapsed in 2007 uh, and hit her head on her desk. Yeah, it's an amazing story. And she, yeah, she broke her cheekbone. She got four stitches in her eyes, uh, was laying in a pool of blood and basically had to evaluate with all this financial success that she had and all this quote-unquote success, you know, her life wasn't successful. And she ended up becoming a, you know, a sleep evangelist. She learned a lot about a lot of things she wasn't practicing, you know, meditation and um, just, you know, how to look at treating people and having gratitude and uh, coincidence and in a bunch of different areas of life. And while she was going from doctor to doctor, she had a she had a real, uh, you know, awakening and a lot of insights that came out of it. So she, you know, she transformed her life in a lot of ways and started sleeping a lot more than she started speaking to other people and teaching some of her really successful friends how to utilize these rituals that she had started to use in her own life. And she ended up writing this book, Thrive. She created a what she calls the third metric, where the way we measure success in the world and, you know, especially in America, is, you know, power and money. And what, you know, what her point was is that most people that have uh, power and money really aren't very successful. They sacrifice their health. They sacrifice their relationships. They don't sleep enough. uh, They're stressed out. There's high levels of depression. You know, there's, you know, tremendous amounts of heart disease and, and all kinds of health problems that come from just the, the workaholic nature and how disconnected we are and, and that sort of stuff. So she wrote a book about, um, you know, well-being, uh, wisdom, wonder, and giving. Um, and it's called Thrive. And I, so she sent me a copy of the book. You know, one of the first things after we had our initial conversation was, you know, get me the book. Let me read it. Let me understand your message. And what ended up happening was something that I was interested in um, because, you know, she's Ariana Huffington. You know, we may not share the same uh, political beliefs in all areas. Um, however, this book had nothing to do with that. It was simply a book on, you know, taking care of yourself as a, as a human. And I really just loved everything that she had written about because it was so in line with, you know, the path that I've been, you know, not perfectly going down, but doing my best to go down. I, you know, I went to Fairfield, Iowa last year, and you know, got certified. And does uh, she tra- do? Uh, does she do TM or? Yeah, she. You know, she does different forms of meditation. I haven't had enough personal conversations with her. Of Ariana, is all of your meditation practice transcendental meditation? I haven't had that conversation, but certainly, you know, she has been trained in uh, TM. She spoke at the uh, has, yeah. annual TM uh, conference. She's, you know, friends with, uh, you know, Bob Roth, who I went and met the day after I. Uh, I went and met with him in the morning the day after I did the Russell, uh, you know, Simmons uh, interview because Russell um, is what is what a small world it is. I mean, this is going to sound like me jumping around, but yeah. I interview Russell Simmons 
uh, and then I interview Ariana in New York on video at my buddy Jeff Madoff's uh, studio, and I also interviewed Jeff at that studio, which is an episode on I Love Marketing. Jeff's the guy that uh, his company, Madoff Production, does all the Victoria's Secret commercials, and you know he's just a great video guy, and we did a whole video interview on branding, and we, you know, that's up on I Love Marketing, and so we went to, I had both uh, Russell Simmons and Ariana, you know, meet at uh, Jeff's studio, that's where we, we shot the, the, the interviews, and I'm interviewing Russell on meditation, his book is dedicated to Bob Roth, Ariana is friends with, uh, you know, Bob, and I'm meeting with Bob, you know, the following day after I'm doing the interviews, so it was like such a small world, and, you know, wow. Bob... Bob is the guy that basically trains all the high-level celebrities um, to do, you know, transcendental meditation from, uh, you know, Howard Stern to, you know, Hugh, Hugh Jackman to, um, you know, Oprah, Ellen, Russell Simmons, Russell Brand. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. He, you know, Rupert Murdoch. I mean, so... Um, you know, Bob just, and it was great because when I went and met with Bob, we actually meditated too, you know, so he's like, hey, let's meditate for a little bit. And it, 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 it's it's so good because I, I've talked about, you know, TM and, and by the way, he, he's the executive director for the David Lynch Foundation. So David uh, Lynch is really big on uh, transcendental meditation. The, the you know, tm.org is their main website. And then there's the David Lynch Foundation.org and they are taking you know meditation to soldiers to to schools um, you know to um, prisons uh, it's it's been incredibly transformative for the schools that they've implemented it in and you know people are I mean, it's improving people's heart conditions. It's uh, depression. It's getting people off drugs. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty fascinating. And some people don't quite yeah. understand it. They think it's a religious practice. And you know, there are bases of you know meditation and, and religion. But TM. I mean, you can be an atheist and you can do TM and get tremendous benefits yeah. from it. So, um, and you know, uh, so just just going there and seen it, it reminded me of, you know, I went to Necker Island, uh, you know, the following week after I did the interviews, and Richard is always talking about how valuable exercise is. R Richard Branson, you know, usually works out in the morning, he'll swim, and then he'll play tennis later in the day, and, you know, I mean, some days he'll spend two to three hours, you know, exercising, and he even said it again on this trip where... You know, I mean, the time that I spend exercising, you know, doubles, triples, quadruples my productivity. Uh, you know, so the time that it takes me to exercise and work out doesn't really take me any time because I get so much benefit from how much more effective, how clear my thinking is. And the same thing happens with the people that I talk with that are very successful, very busy people, you would think. Uh, of how much more effective they are with their time, and that's hard for someone to to understand to say, how can you take you know 20 minutes twice a day um, and do this? You know, I'm, I've got kids, I'm busy, I got a job, and you know, it's I've been doing it consistently, uh, you know, meditating twice a day, and there are some times where I've skipped days, there are times where I've missed you know a a, a session. And I'll tell you, I just function better and my life works better when I fit it in, when I make it happen. And so now I'm, I'm pretty wow, committed to doing it on a regular basis. And this is coming from a, you know, a grasshopper mind, ADD guy <laughs> that could, couldn't sit down well, for five, how long five have you minutes. Been doing, how long have you been on that track where you're trying to every day now? Well, let's see. So the time we're doing this is, uh, we're recording this in March 2014. I think I went... Um, when was it, like uh, July last year? So, you know, since July of last year. Um, so it's been less than a year. And I'll tell you, Dean, in the last month is where it's really started to, um, really started to affect me in a very positive way. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, this is a marketing podcast. What the hell does this have to do with it? I mean, I, you know, hopefully some of these things that have been helpful to me and helpful to other bring people. You, uh, I'm going to bring you back to the book in a second, but, I mean, that's all part of it. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, I'll tell you what they do if you want to see some really great marketing is uh, there are so many famous celebrities 
that have started to do TM because it, you know the uh-huh. word gets out and, and you know I mean you've met a few famous celebrities and you know as well as I do that yeah. the role models that this world looks up to are typically completely crazy insane people that they think live lives that are much differently than how they actually live and so I think you know I think it's one of these things that just helps uh, stop the craziness of so people so many people in the creative fields you know music entertainment art and you know tm does a great job of packaging up tm.org does a not not tm i, I got to be careful how i the context of how i say that uh, you know transcendental meditation um is is the meditation tm.org is you know the organization that teaches it uh started based right. on maharishi who originally you know taught the beatles how to meditate and even Prudence, the song Dear Prudence by the Beatles, when I went to Fairfield, Iowa, I actually met the lady, Prudence, wonderful woman, did yoga with oh, her. Wow. And the song Dear Prudence come out and play, she was meditating, doing TM, while the Beatles were, you know, playing their music, and she had zero interest in this world-famous rock band at the time. She just wanted to spend time internally, and that's where, uh, you know, Mia Farrow's uh, sister and so that's who she is and there's there's so many stories uh it's so much success and the the beatles you know paul paul mccartney's been doing uh tm uh literally uh daily for over 40 years jerry seinfeld has done tm daily for over 40 years you know 40 years so it's like you know i mean there are some very i know howard stern is a big uh howard stern is big on it too yeah. Well, here, you want me to go on another Ooh. tangent? There's two things that Howard Stern is really big on that I'm really big on. Uh, you know, one is TM. Oh, yeah. The, the other is, uh, yeah. is, well, no, T- TMS, uh, Tension Myositis Syndrome, was the original term of it, which sounds like t- it's completely different than Transcendental Meditation. But Dr. John Sarno, the back pain uh, expert, uh, one right. of the greatest discoveries I've, I've I, I was having excruciating pain. Uh, over a month and a half ago in my knee that I had a torn meniscus and in my shoulder this pain just came on and I won't go into all my personal life but I've had you know I've had a few uh, relationship personal things happen over the last uh, three months that have been stressful and the TM has been incredibly helpful and so has the rediscovery of Dr. John Sarno who's now in his 90s he's a back pain pain expert, probably one of the top in the world, whose whole premise is that the majority of pain is not structural abnormalities in the body, it's actually uh, repressed anger and rage that manifests itself uh, into muscles, tendons, ligaments, and it causes oxygen deprivation, and that's what causes the pain. And I had read, you know, John Sarno's books going on 15 years ago. He wrote The Mind-Body Prescription, Healing Back Pain. Uh, One of the last ones he wrote was The Divided Mind. Uh, And I just never fully accepted the diagnosis that this could be, that the the pain is psychological, not structural, because every doctor, you know, chiropractor, uh, not every, but most of them that you go to, body workers, will, you know, find something structurally wrong with you because they don't they don't know to look elsewhere. Now, there are some really, I would say, evolved and in-the-know body workers and doctors and chiropractors, of course, that, that get this, but the vast majority of people, there's a back pain epidemic in the United States especially that there's no recorded history that there was ever a back pain epidemic. This is all in the last 50 years. And, you know, John Sarno started writing about this in the, you know, the 70s. And, you know, Howard Stern did an interview with him in 1999. You can find it on YouTube. And I I recommend everyone that if anyone is listening to this that has pain in their body, um, you know, listen to this. And Dean, can you still hear me okay in the car? I can, yeah, that's great. Good. I'll just keep checking on you. I'll tell you if it gets shady. Okay. Unless it just drops and all of a sudden I'm talking and you can't even hear me anymore because there's (laughs) mountains out here. But, um... You know, so um, 
what was I saying about Howard Stern? Yeah. So Howard Stern, yeah. um, you know, used for 15 years had excruciating pain in his back, and to record his show, he would have to literally lay down on the floor in the studio and sometimes record it that way. And he discovered John Sarno and went and saw Sarno and basically, you know, Sarno taught him that there's nothing wrong with your back. It's it, it's literally psychological. It's repressed anger. It's rage. It's emotions. And fixed wow. him. And it totally cured him. And so you hear the interview with Howard Stern and, and John Sarno, spelled S-A-R-N-O, if you type it into, you know, Google uh, or into YouTube and listen to that interview, it's the nicest you've ever heard Howard Stern be <laughs> to another person because he just, you know, swears that John Sarno saved his life. And John yeah, Stern, exactly. I was just going to say, saved his life. He yeah. talks about him all the time. Right. And, uh, you know, John Stossel did an episode on ABC's 2020 with him, um, you know, and there's so many just really credentialized people, but it has never hit mainstream medicine. And so I've had. You know, I went to, I've had MRIs on my shoulder, multiple ones on my uh, knee uh, from a torn meniscus. Uh, I've had some of the top doctors, uh, you know, in the country that have looked at my MRIs and have said, oh, you need to get this surgery. You need to get scoped. You know, I was doing squats uh, this morning with JJ Virgin. And. It's just mind-boggling. And there's a guy uh, that wrote a book called The Pain Deception. The uh, website is paindeception.com, who ended up writing a book, you know, called Pain Deception. Uh, it took him 10 years to write it. He's now 55 years old. He had excruciating pain for 27 years. And he was at his wit's end. He was getting ready to do a massive back surgery because that's what doctors were telling him needed to be done. He came across John Sarno's work and learned it and studied it. And he's free of pain and now helps other people uh, with it. And I did a two-hour Skype call with him uh, a little over a, a month ago, and I'll tell you, Dean, like this pain that has been just bugging me for almost two years straight. Uh, that we, you've always been in pain. I've always been in pain, and what what I have found is I went back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, there's always some kind of uh, pain. I mean, what you've gone through with your knee and your back and your yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll, I'll tie this all into a marketing lesson, I promise. <laughs> uh, what, what, I, what I discovered was that when I went back and read old journals in my early 20s, I didn't even remember this, uh, but I was always writing about how my back hurt and how my shoulder hurt and all that sort of stuff. And it, and it was absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, after learning about TMS, uh, it, just not fully accepting it in the in the beginning. Like I said, I'd read the books 15 years ago, but it wasn't until the pain got so severe and I went to eight different treatments. I went to a couple of myopractors, which are like chiropractors, but they adjust your whole body. I had four different uh, therapists who work on Olympic athletes, professional sports players work on me and the pain would not go away. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? So I started listening to uh, you know, healing back pain by Dr. John Sarno, and, I, and it got me back into listening to it and saying, wow, you know, and he says, you know, quit getting treatments for it. There's nothing wrong with your back or your shoulder or your knees or whatever. It's, and, and so I did. Now, he's also big on saying, you know, you have to obviously check with the doctor to make sure you really, you know, you have a broken bone, you don't have a tumor, you don't have cancer. I mean, you know, there obviously there's a lot of people that have pain that is legitimate structural pain, but you'd be surprised how the majority of it is not and how most of the advice that's being given to people for, you know, fibromyalgia, for back pain, for allergies, for acne uh, is caused by um, the mind-body syndrome is now the new version of TMS because they used to call it tension myositis syndrome. And then he discovered after years of treating people that it also manifests in, you know, tendons and, uh, you know, not just muscles, you know, ligaments, joints, and other conditions. And so that's one of my greatest uh, insights. And I have transformed the way I feel. Uh, and, you know, and the last thing I'll say about this is that I've told a lot of people about this. And I always say this, it'll sound like I'm insane unless you go and read one of Sarno's books or if you read uh, the book Pain, De Pain Deception, because it's we have been programmed 
uh, by society, by commercials, by drug companies, by doctors, that there is something structurally wrong with areas of our body where there is no structural abnormality. And if you go under MRIs, you will see tears, you will see degeneration, you will, you know, you will see things. And it's not pain that's all in your head. It's real pain. I mean, my knee was swelled up like crazy at the end of this year because I re-injured it dancing around. Uh, my shoulder was throbbing. It's not, I mean, it's real pain, but what's causing yeah. it is not structural. And it's just fascinating. And, you know, 50 years ago, there was no back pain epidemic. And the, the excuses that a lot of doctors will use is that, well, you know, we're sedentary, which, yeah, has a lot to do with it. And it's not because our bodies are deteriorating that quickly. I mean, the human body doesn't just dissolve and degenerate when it never used to, you know, in the last 50 years because we don't move as much. I mean, certainly that has a lot to do with it, but it's the stress and the anxiety that people are under. And that's more of the cause than, quote unquote, the body degenerating. And, you know, there used to be a huge ulcer epidemic. And, you know, there was an article written that Sarno talks about called where have all the ulcers gone and once people learn that you know ulcers are caused by stress uh, a lot of them in bacteria you know we socially accepted where ulcers what's causing ulcers and there's not a big ulcer epidemic like they used to but it's been replaced by all these body pains and all these back pains and and what he says is that if you go and get a shot or an injection which i've had all that i've had stem cells injected i've had prolotherapy i've had prb you know the pain may go away but it's really in a lot of cases the placebo effect uh, and then the pain moves to a different location it's called the symptom imperative because you actually think you did something so the pain's just going to move and i've i mean i've had hundreds of examples that i in my own body in my own life that i could trace this back to so how does it what does this have to do with marketing well it's really freaking hard to write sales letters and do promotions and do campaigns when you're unhealthy when you're stressed out when you're overworked so all this stuff with meditation ariana's book thrive uh, learning uh, the rediscovering um this about you know uh, tension myositis syndrome my body syndrome uh has just been very transformative to me and this is some great like knowledge that is not widely accepted because the drug companies and a lot of doctors do a hell of a lot better job of marketing to people that there there is something physically wrong with them um so you know there's that's where most of the money's going and this guy that wrote the book pain deception steve is his first name uh he you know most big um most big sites won't write articles, run articles from him because their sponsors are drug companies and stuff, and it's really sad. So one of my one of my things uh, to do is just you know give this a real fair shot before I get to gun ho. This is about as strongly that I've talked about this publicly, um, but I mean I, I really I'm really convinced that that this is a discovery that billions, probably trillions of dollars uh, is wasted on things that don't even work. And there are millions of people that every day suffer and are being operated on, cut into, treated, and told to take drugs and do things for something that will never fix, cure, help, improve the condition. And what Sarno said is 20% of people that just read the book and become aware, they kind of like out the pain, they out the cause, they, they don't have to do anything else. You just read the book and they get better. Another 60% literally need to really continually reprogram their thinking because it's such a cultural thing um, and, and they will eventually get better and Sarno when he was practicing would actually have workshops where people would go and have treatment and he, he had almost a hundred percent success rate with people with pain and then uh, the last the last 20 percent basically need to get psychotherapy Okay, so here's the deal. I want to let everyone know that in the middle of mid-sentence, my phone dropped, and I had to call back into the recording line. So I can't even remember the last thing I was saying because um, the phone cut out in the middle of this drive. So hopefully it, it ties it all together and I didn't leave out an important element. I, the last thing I remember was saying was that millions of dollars are spent on treatments that I think are completely unnecessary. Uh, and again, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. Uh, I'm just going to encourage you to, you know, if you have any sort of pain or you know someone in your 
uh, life, and almost everyone does, that has you know chronic pain or pain that's popping up that has no really good explanation, check out paindeception.com. Read any of uh, John Sarno's uh, books and uh, look at TMS as a possible cause. And I will also reiterate that if anyone would have told me this uh, in the short amount of time that I've talked about it, I would think they're absolutely crazy. And I'm a guy that, you know, I've had the, you know, former White House doctor, uh, Connie Mariano, as my medical doctor for a couple of years. Uh, I, you know, from in my 25K group, I have, you know, a couple of psychiatrists, uh, many medical doctors, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman, who's one of the top doctors in the world, uh, who was on my Necker Island trip, you know, I mean, who, who he's awesome. I was actually talking to, to Mark about uh, this sort of stuff. He's very much a big believer in, you know, uh, how the, um, you know, how the mind uh, affects uh, conditions in the body. And it's so much deeper than what is ever talked about in doctor's offices. And I mean, you know, we, it's, it's a travesty how pathetic and how much bad advice is given uh, in many cases by doctors have the best of intentions. I mean, I've gone to some really wonderful human beings that, you know, weren't trying, I mean, it's not like they're frauds trying to, you know, give bad advice. They just don't understand this. They just don't even know any better because it's not where, where they're trained. And, you know, um, and, and the ones that I have talked to about this, you know, a lot of them are like, you know, we try to talk to our patients about this, but when someone comes in and insists that there's something structurally wrong with them and you're, you're trying to do your best job to help them, I mean, you got to, you got to, you know, do the best you can to prescribe to them things that, that are going to help them and they're going to do. And so it's a, it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's a whole fascinating thing. So it is really, you know, you can tie all this into that, the importance of books, really. Yeah. Because we've just spent, we've been talking and going off on all of those things, but you were talking about uh, Ariana, and you were talking about Russell, and you are talking about J.J. Virgin, and you are talking about um, um, Sarno. And all of these people, the thing that they have in common and the reason that they're in our consciousness is because they have a book. Right. And, you know, th- there's so much about that that it starts a conversation and it gathers people around it. And, I, you know, I've, I've learned so much about uh, just the psychology of books in the last little while. But I want to hear you talk about kind of the inside story on how you approach something like Ariana from a marketing perspective, because that's where we started this whole thing. <laughs> so you started out talking about kind of the the plan, but what what's the because um, you did that same thing with with Peter. You've been involved in, and you and I both know lots of New York Times bestsellers, and you know you, you were very instrumental in that whole abundance um, marketing. And uh, with Peter Diamandis, and that's why that got you know kind of you were the call for um, Ariana. But what do you say to somebody like Ariana? How do you approach a big uh, book launch like this? Because you know you've we've seen some of the things that you've been doing um, now. You know. Yeah. Well. Okay. Oh, let me do this too, uh, Dean. Before I move to that subject, is let me. Uh, I'm going to, Steve, uh, who wrote the book, uh, you know, The Pain Deception, his last name is Ozanic, and it's spelled O-Z-A-N-I-C-H, Steve Ozanic, O-Z-A-N-I-C-H, and he wrote a book called Pain Deception, everyone should go to Amazon and just buy the darn thing. Um, Okay, so how do I approach, well, first off, um, someone's got to obviously want the help and ask for it. Um, you know, Peter, it's always good to have, you know, well-known, successful, high-profile people that you've helped that when someone asks them for help and they refer you, they come into the fold. Um, I also did an impact filter, which is a Dan Sullivan uh, strategic coach tool before I entered into it saying, okay, if I'm going to take this on, 
what is the success criteria that I need? What's the importance? Why am I doing it? I mean, uh, it's certainly not about money, but I want to get something for it. And so, um, you know, for me, the number one thing is, is it going to enhance me? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to help someone market a book uh, that I have, one, no interest in, and secondly, um, that I haven't read, or third, um, it happens to have a subject matter that I don't agree with. You know, I mean, if someone wanted me to write a book on the virtues of the, you know, the, the Occupy Wall Street uh, movement, I mean, I wouldn't be doing any, any consulting right. on that. So, yeah. um, so you got to be in the line. Totally, <laughs> totally. And, and I already knew Ariana. Uh, I already, already liked her. Uh, she, you know, she's, she's very capitalistic in spite of how many people would probably perceive her to be. Um, she's, she's had, you know, different areas of her life where she's been very conservative and then very liberal. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, she's fascinating in, in a lot of ways and how, you know, certain, how you come to certain beliefs and philosophies. So I, I, I really like the message. And so I approached her and basically had a conversation first. I mean, the first thing was an exploratory conversation is, can we work together and can we do this? Can we do that? And how receptive she is to certain types of marketing that needed to be done. And of course I went into it already heavily edified because we got, you know, uh, Peter on New York times for, you know, nine weeks, uh, you know, after the book had already come out. Whereas I had an opportunity here with uh, Ariana to, you know, work on the book not a lot of time to shape it and launch it from the beginning well, no, not definitely not from the beginning but a couple of months before you know it was going to come out which gave me a two-month leeway now if i would have had six months or a year i mean this book would have been the greatest thing in the world you know in terms of a, a marketing campaign but so there's only and this was also during an incredibly busy time it's not like i'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting for you know uh, a project to come along so uh, a lot of these you just need to you know, <laughs> what am i going Right, right. You know, I mean, th there's a lot to be said about that saying. If you want to get something done, ask a busy person. You've heard that before, right, Dean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's, that's how it applies yeah. here. And this has got to be one of the craziest, funniest, uh, you know, uh, I love marketing episodes in terms of uh, it really call, is. calls being dropped. Uh, you know, certainly there's going to be one diehard marketing person that doesn't want to hear any piece of advice other than like how, you know, a, a nine word email or something to do with before, during, after. I, I have no idea, but uh, that may complain about. I don't want to hear about TM and all this stuff. But, you know, again, I have to reiterate it is a free podcast. So um, hopefully you like it. Uh, all right. So here's the thing that I did. So I first established that Ariana, of course, uh, could do some things. What she had that was in her favor and that we could make better and what did not exist at all. And some of the things that we found was there was no lead generation mechanism. Uh, she was doing third metric events um, that had to do with the whole subject matter of the book Thrive with some pretty high profile people. Uh, she had an event with uh, Sheryl Sandberg with 2,400 people uh, that was put on by you know Commonwealth that was sold out. And so I looped Brendan Bashar into the mix and said, hey, Brendan, I'm working with Ariana. Can you help with uh, some stuff that I need done? And of course, Brendan is an incredibly smart book marketer. Um, now, he'll never publicly admit that most of the famous people he meets, he meets them all through me, but that's fine because Brendan's really skilled and good at what he does. And so I looped Brendan into it. We live streamed the uh, event that Ariana did with Sheryl Sandberg, who wrote the book Lean In and is, uh, you know, uh, with Facebook. And that went over really well. Um, people that opted in and, you know, mostly the list from that came from my list and Brendan Bouchard and Dr. Mark Hyman did a mailing for, you know, a few people. So there was not anything set up on Ariana's end where she was having like a big coordinated effort to have people that would be uh, potential endorsers and recommenders of this book, of this subject matter, willing to do a mailing uh to do that. So we, you know, sized that up and I brought in, you know, a few people 
that had uh, a lot of influence, you know, influencers that could tell their audience about this book and that it would it would fit the subject matter. Uh, Marie Folio, you know, she does her um, Marie TV, and so I connected her with Ariana to do an interview with Ariana. So she did a short, uh, you know, twenty minute uh, interview, really well done. And then a couple of days before the book was to come out, she posted it on her blog. And the last I checked, um, you know, a few days ago, that video has been, you know, viewed, you know, 25, 30,000 times. Um, and a lot of times you can't even tell how many people view it when you embed the video. Uh, it doesn't sometimes count, you know, it doesn't, um, depending on if you have it on YouTube or where you have it, have the video. Um, so we did that. Um, she didn't have a website set up. Um, and can you still hear me, Dean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that part is should be a big wow. Like, really? So, uh, you know, she has. I mean, how, not even. Yeah, and I know you're just letting me talk anyway because there's no telling when I'm going to drop again. Yeah. But um, she didn't have a website set up, and so uh, specifically for the book. And so I had uh, the company Yasmo, uh, who Yasmo.com, Y-A-Z. Yaz, A-M-O, Yazmo.com. Uh, great guys that really understand how to not only design websites, but design websites that sell and, you know, integrate into Infusion and, you know, they, they just get it. And um, so they set up a, they built a website for her, a really beautiful looking site. We then ended up turning that design and everything over to Ariana's team and they took that over. Now, that being said, um, whenever you do something like that, you know, they, they may not execute upon the strategy behind it because when you design a website, it's really not making a website just look good It's and, and have great copy. It's about having the whole, you know, strategy built into it. What are you wanting the website right. to do? And so we had that done. Um, you know, I, I wrote four articles for Huffington Post uh, and put that up. We, you know, I did an interview with her. I mean, let's take the interview thing. You know, one of the biggest marketing vehicles is, you know, creating um, that interview and sharing that with a lot of people. And the vast majority of people that will you know, hear that interview won't actually watch it, although it was a video, because you'll take the audio, which we have of that and put it on I Love Marketing. So that, you know, that interview will be listened to um, by, you know, uh, several hundred thousand people, but they'll hear the actual audio version of it. So if you're someone that actually heard the audio of that and want to see the actual video, just go to I Love Marketing and, you know, watch the YouTube uh, link that we have for that, that particular interview. And so the, another thing we've, we've done is set up uh, text numbers where she's at speaking conferences and she wants to, you know, directly send somebody a link through, you know, instant customer, uh, dot net, you know, uh, dot com, uh, Mike Koenig's, I always get confused if it's dot net or dot com, um, for instant customer, the, 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 the software that Mike Koenig set up, you can text your name and email and immediately be sent a link that will give you direct links to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and, you know, order the book that way. And then I also uh, am doing a one day event with, uh, Ariana the day after my 25 K annual, uh, event in Newport beach, California on August 14th and 15th is my annual event. And, uh, she's speaking at that. And then the day after on August 16th, we're going to do a one day event on the subject to thrive. And that is for people that have supported her launch that have a list of clientele that they would want to buy bulk copies of the book thrive for. And we had, you know, people that bought 500 to a thousand copies of thrive can actually come to that one day event. And so that's a great way when you, because I, I want, hoped you were going to get to that and talk about the mechanics of that and talk about books as currency, you know, because that's <clears throat> a lot of cases where, um, you know, in, in selling big numbers of books, guys like um, Gary Vaynerchuk or all, all people with the, you know, big books will do, will trade out the retail value of their keynotes for that number of books, for instance. Right, right. And you know, let me mention something too before I forget to say this. Ariana is really really like careful about ever wanting to game the system and she said you know I don't want 
any books being bought just so we can, you know, hit the list if these books are not going to be utilized or shared or, you know, truly given to clients. Because, you know, Ariana has enough money where if she just wanted to buy, you know, uh, all of the books yeah. needed to hit the New York Times and put them in a garage somewhere. She has the capability to do that, but she, she won't do that. And she didn't do that. And so everyone mm-hmm. that we actually recruited to do book buys was, you know, share them with your clients. So we have people like Brendan Bouchard, uh, Dan Sullivan and Babs who are going to share them with strategic coach clients, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Mark Hyman, you know, we've got, um, you know, we've got a handful of people that have bought bulk quantities of the books, uh, almost all of them 25K members, and they're going to send them to their clients and or have already. And of course me, you know, I'm buying uh, big quantities of this stuff and, you know, sending them to, uh, you know, our 25K members and some of our best clients. And it's just a smart way to, uh, to do it. And what most people don't understand is, you know, you could be, you could be the most famous person on the planet and that doesn't assure that a lot of people are going to buy your book, even if the book is incredible. I mean, there is, you have to do the marketing behind it and you have to identify target markets of people that this will be a fit for and you have to speak to them. I mean, I recruited, you know, Ryan Holiday uh, to a little degree into helping with this. You know, Ryan helped do the book campaigns for Tim Ferriss and Robert Greene and Tucker Max and, and that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, what's really cool is we're going to take the subject of Thrive. We're going to do a one-day event built around it. I'm going to videotape the thing, and then we're going to distribute those videos because I want as many humans, uh, you know, and entrepreneurs as possible hearing that message because I, you know, one of my number one goals is not to just teach marketing to people. It's to reduce suffering and to have, you know, people reach levels of success, but not, you know, sacrifice, you know, important things in order to get there, like their health and their family and their relationships and, you know, their freaking brain. And, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, the ones, the ones I hang out with, I mean, these are really good, awesome people that get caught in this trap of insane, you know, pursuit of work, uh, you know, in, in exchange for paying a price that simply isn't worth it, you know? Right. So, yeah, so those are some of the things that, that have been done marketing-wise. And I guess, Dean, you know, I mean, you've got plenty of comments or any other questions you can ask me related to this in the, in the time that we have uh, left. But I do want to just recommend if you really want to, you know, if you really want to see how the marketing is being done versus just hearing it, why don't you, you know, experience? I mean, you can, if you want to watch the Sheryl Sandberg um you know, live stream event, uh, with air interview with Ariana thrive tour.com, uh, is the site that we set up for that. And you can watch the replay of it. Um, you know, there's of course, um, the link that's on, uh, you know, genius, uh, um, the genius network, um, page we have, we have geniusnetworkevents.com, which is the event I'm doing in August that Ariana is speaking at. And then we're going to have that special one day event, which really only goes to, you know, people sort of privately, but, uh, I'm charging $15,000 for that one day event for non 25 K members or 7,500 for, um, people that are in 25 K and, all of that money goes to uh, the book campaign and for the Thrive Movement because I want her to real, really create a, a Thrive Movement. And a lot of people are asking me, like, why do you do this? I mean, you know, how how do you work with these people? I mean, I'm not charging Ariana. I'm doing it because, for one, uh, the relationship is valuable and important enough for me. Secondly, she's going to speak at my event. And she gets a hundred grand to, uh, you know, do keynotes. And uh, she's going to be there the entire time, you know, hanging out and talking with people. And, she, you know, I'll be with her for three days. And, and uh, you know, there's there's just a lot of strategic byproducts, and it's the same it's the same thing with my you know Necker Island stuff. You know, I mean, I paid uh, Richard Branson's foundation a quarter million dollars before I ever started doing trips to Necker Island because I knew that I wanted to develop that relationship, and so I was willing to take you know all of my hard work and knowledge and profits of you know running and building a company and and you know reinvest it into relationships, and I think I spent more time, money, and energy developing certain relationships than almost anyone I know, which is why I have a, a pretty big... Well, that's absolutely true. That, that's absolutely true that you do. 
you know, and but it's interesting that you know most people are never going to write a New York Times bestseller, right? Nor, nor would they have any reason to, you know. Yeah. And but the the thing is, what's really valuable is that just you know all these other people that we were talking about the um, about have written books and started the conversation, you know, and most people, you don't have to have, you don't have to go through all of that. You know, I shared with you, you know, we've started now, we've done, um, in this first quarter here, um, something like 65 or 70, um, 90 minute books with all kinds of different people. And just the idea, when it, when it dawned on me that you really didn't have to have a whole, um, you don't have to have a 250-page book to start a conversation, you know? For most people's purposes, the, the, all you really need is to have a book and to have a title that, upon reading it, the person you want to be in conversation with says, that's the book for me. Right. Like, you know, what, what's the name of the book of, of uh, the um, Sarno's uh, book? Uh, well, he's written a bunch of them, but the ones that I've read are Healing Back Pain, uh, The Mind-Body Prescription. Like, okay, just stop right there. Let's just stop right there. Let's just stop right there. Healing Back Pain is if somebody's in back pain and they see a book called Healing Back Pain, that's a conversation that they're interested in paying attention to. Right. And if you're anybody who in any way helps with the relief of said back pain, it's an advantage to you to have a book like that. But it doesn't have to be a 250-page book. I mean, we've been doing this whole process now of setting up people to do them where they, uh, they spend 90 minutes of their time total doing an outline and then doing an interview where we record and get their whole thoughts and their approach and their philosophies, you know, that whole thing. And the whole um, outcome is that you get a book and that's all that it needs because when people see a book they don't care or know how many pages the book is before they ask for it they want it because it's a book and it's titled healing back pain they don't find out how many pages it is until after they've already done it so if you're you're doing this as a profit activator to book of getting somebody's uh, attention, you know? Right, exactly. That's that's all that that's all you have to have, you know? So it's been really fascinating for me to see the different kinds of, of um, all the different kinds of, of people that are writing these books and, and just the numbers of conversations that are gonna be started, you know? Yeah, you know, let me mention something, too, going back to the Ariana book. I mean, it was too late in the game for me to, you know, change the title and things like that. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. But given the choice, I would have, you know, the book Thrive is an example. I mean, I have another friend, Brendan Brazier, who's, you know, like a, a vegan, uh, you know, triathlete who wrote another book with the exact same title called Thrive. And, you know, Ariana's subtitle, The Third Metric, um, to redefining success, um, you know, I mean, that's not the greatest marketing headline. It's not a great, you know, I mean, given the choice, if it was entirely up to me with more notice, I would have, uh, I would have changed the title, um, in the subtitle of, mm -hmm. of her book. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things that can be factored in, but so what we, in the areas that you can't control when you kind of get into a situation where they're already, you know, the snowball's already moving down the mountain and you ain't going to stop it. You know, you do the best you can to direct it, you know, in the right way. And, I mean, right. you're absolutely right, though, about starting the conversation. I mean, you know, so much of it is, you know, just hitting the hot button, identifying the niche, identifying the, the problem, challenge, opportunity, Well, that's solution. the whole thing. It's like, I, so even to do the, you know, and most people don't need to launch a big uh, media campaign or anything. I didn't did a, 
experiment where I ran some Facebook ads advertising the 90-minute book, and it was just news feed ads. And I got some ads, uh, did some $1,000, and spent um, and got just in front of people who are uh, Brendan Burchard uh, likers, people who like, you know, our buddy Brendan. Because, you know, he's got this whole, his whole message is the millionaire messenger. So he's probably surrounded by people who have a message that they want to get out. So we ran these uh, news feed um, ads, spent $1,000, and have generated um, just under 700 opt-ins for um, people who, because they saw a book, had a picture of the book right there, offered the um, offered a free copy of the of the book, and people, um, because it's called the ninety minute book, want to have a copy of it <laughs> because they see that as something that's related to them, right? right? And it's such, it's so, and I, I sent out a message to them to tell them, um, tell them a, um, what had happened. You know, I sent out a message and said, it's the 90 minute book, Facebook campaign results, and just told them behind the scenes, here's what happened that, you know, I just thought you'd be interested to see what we did with the Facebook uh, campaign. And told them the whole thing, how it was outlined, how it was structured, what the responses were, and then pointed out how their experience was, you know, like that they saw the ad and immediately the only reason that it resonated with them was because they probably have a message that they want to package and get out into the world and that they didn't know when they asked for it how many pages the book is, nor did they care how many pages the book is. They don't know whether it's 50 pages or 250 pages, what they wanted. Right. And they want is the benefit. So just by the fact that you have a book, that's what gets people to raise their hand, you know? So if you're, for most people, most businesses, and I believe every single business could benefit from having a, having a book, that they can offer that people can raise their hand for and that they can tell their clients to tell their friends about to generate referrals because it's so much easier to talk about your local chiropractor or your local uh, acupuncturist or your local massage therapist whoever it is that has a way to heal back pain it's so much easier for them to say oh, let me get you a copy of Joe's book than it is to say, oh, you should go see Joe. Well, I mean, this goes back to even the first original, you know, I Love Marketing episodes where if people have not heard them, they would be well served to go back and listen to them, um, where we talk about consumer awareness guides. I mean, in a lot of ways, we I made myself as a carpet cleaner and author of a informational guide that educated people on how to choose a carpet cleaner. And then we started teaching that to other professionals. You did it in real estate. I did it in carpet cleaning in the very beginning of our yeah. marketing careers. And we basically made people authors uh, that gave them positioning, that gave them respect, that sifted, sorted, and screened people, that allowed the conversation to start, that made people aware of all the things they didn't know that they didn't know. And that is the benefit of a useful you know, written piece, you know, be it a video, be it a sales letter, be it, in this case, a book. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's an asset. It's yeah, it's an asset that you have, you know, um, Kevin Rogers is a copywriter. He wrote a book called the 60 second sales hook that we did as a 90 minute book. And he's, uh, had a thousand uh, downloads of the book, and I was just talking with him today. And since writing the book, he's been asked to be a guest on five or six different podcasts, just as people, you know, getting out there now. Because when you're an author, when you're out there, you're viewed as an authority, and now people want to have you on to talk about your book. <laughs> well, today we got the author of the book. Uh, the 60 second sales hook. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, what's even funny is I got this little book 
uh, called The Little Book of Ass Kickers that uh, JR helped me put together. And right, exactly. And on Necker Island, I got a picture of Richard Banson sitting there reading my book. And so now we're, we're thinking, okay, That's awesome. how are we going to take this picture with uh, Richard and really uh, leverage the heck out of that? Because I got Branson sitting there reading my book. And in that book, there's a little chapter about the best, you know, the best advice I ever got from Richard Branson, and uh, which is funny. But no, you, you're absolutely right. And Dean, we're like, believe it or not, we made it through this particular episode. Now we're past the time. But if, if, if you want to do a follow-up. Yeah, we should definitely do a follow-up. We'll talk more about the uh, book stuff you know so let's um but this is episode 149 of the out of marketing podcast and guess what that means that means we're going to hit 150 and that very special 150 number we're going to hit 150 and you know what we do then we have a party that's right we we do it live we invite everyone who's an i love marketing uh listener, especially those people that have listened to every single episode. And I've met a couple dozen that have listened to every single episode that we've ever done. And I love those people because that that takes a heck of a commitment. And, uh, you know, they obviously, I don't annoy them so much to where they, they, they stop listening and, you know, they always tell me how much they've learned and how valuable it's been to them. And so we want to invite all of our listeners to this party live. And so how's that going to work, Dean? So let's just pay attention. Just we'll send a little invitation through our uh, through the pipes if you're just listening on uh, iTunes. But we'll post it up on I Love Marketing and we'll send out email announcements to everybody. So you'll hear about it one way or another. And we're doing it uh, next week very shortly. So pay attention for all the details coming up and hopefully you can join us and if you're not we don't have your email address already you should go right over to ilovemarketing.com and download one of the greatest books that you can download for free called breakthrough dna and it's all about the eight profit activators and how to install them in your business for breakthroughs and that's a free 90-minute book that you can get at ilovemarketing.com, right up there in the right-hand corner. That way you won't miss a thing. You will have your email address, and we can tell you about the party and invite you to it. So That is fantastic. Hey, hey, Joe, hey, by the way, can I say one last thing, Dean, uh, before we wrap up, is that uh, we, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on it yet because we're not 100% sure we're launching it, but there may be a good chance by the time this uh, episode goes live that we actually launch a uh, Ariana Huffington Thrive campaign on Indiegogo for people to go to Indiegogo.com uh, nice. and you know fund this uh, this campaign that we're actually doing. So we're just putting the final touches on that. It may be a, a massive success or a colossal failure. We don't really know, but Slava Rubin, who's the founder of Indiegogo, is a friend of mine, and they're the largest uh, crowdfunding platform in the world. And uh, he was on my Necker Island trip. So, uh, and so was a guy named Seymour, who had the the top, um, you know, electronic crowdfunded. Um, you know, product called the Thing Charger uh, ever, and so I've had a couple of experts on crowdfunding that have kind of helped put this thing together. So uh, watch out for that, and uh, hopefully uh, everyone found this uh, episode useful. And they go to ilovemarketing.com and give us your comments. And please read Ariana's book and watch the interview and let us know what you think. And uh, and also the Russell Simmons interview, which is filled with profanity, but at the same time very amusing and uh, very helpful. So. Uh, that's it. There we go. All right. Safe driving. Thanks, man. Okay. Bye.